Fred and Frit, Fred and Frit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune into Brad and Brit. All right, it's the Brad and Brit cast. We're glad you are with us now on a uh, periodic and unpredictable schedule based on my medical needs. And uh, everybody's uh, everybody's wondering how you feeling. You feeling all right? Well, see, here's the here's the weird thing. I feel fine. Yeah. Uh, but truth be known, um, probably the reason that I am now alive and will be for the uh, foreseeable future I, until you? I get a stem cell transplant mm-hmm. is because I'm getting copious blood transfusions a couple times a week. Right. And anybody that's ever had this done knows it's really time consuming. And uh, so now I'm up to a couple days a week and that, that, that keeps me going. But that is for me, what Bud Light is for you. Okay. <laughs> a way to, uh, a way to self-medicate just, and forget my problems. Well, it just keeps you going. It keeps you oh, lubricated. Right. Oh, it, right. it, it, yeah, it, it keeps all of your red and white blood cells, your platelets doing what they want to do. For you, it's Bud Light. For me, it's it's blood. So that's why I'm here less frequently because these, you know, that, that just takes up all this time. So there's only so many hours in the day. So that's the uh, and you got another one. Reason. You got another one tomorrow, right? I have one on Thursday. On Thursday, yeah. yeah. Okay, so that'll be here's here, here's my suggestion to you. Yeah, because uh, I know you're you're looking for stuff to do while this is happening, and it's very boring, and you're just sitting there. Whatever. Uh, may I suggest a new podcast, the Amy and TJ podcast? May I suggest that you listen to the Amy and TJ podcast? I hear they broke their silence. <laughs> Uh, I had to listen because I, I got to tell you, it's so relatable. These are the people that were on Good Morning America. They got Correct. fired because they had an affair with each other. <laughs> Although and, they and didn't, they didn't really have the see, affair. See, here's the problem, Britt, with even talking about this. <laughs> no one cares about them. Most people, they, they the, the days of knowing who hosts these morning shows, it's over. It is. It is. Uh, Britt, tell me, tell me who uh, hosts the morning show, the Today Show. Oh, Savannah Guthrie's on there. That's all I know. I, I think there she's you go. On there. See, and there's other. And there I, are I, other people. I think people. they're about to break up uh, Hoda Kotb and, and Jenna Bush Hager. I think they're about to go like yeah. their separate ways or something. No, the, people, it's, it's just it's, have, it's like radio, Britt. Those shows are radio now. Nobody cares. You have to listen to Amy and TJ because it's so relatable. I mean, who among us? has not had our phone blow up while we're recording a steals and deals segment because our affair has gone public and we have to control it. If I had a dime for each time my grandparents told me that that situation, (laughs) the other thing about this is like, okay, I've heard your story. What else are you going to talk about in episode two, three, four, five, six, seven, and eight? I, I, what what do I, what do I want from you guys? Do I need steals and deals from you people? Are there holiday uh, gift ideas that you might have for me? Is there any reason to listen to this thing beyond this first episode? Do I, do I, do I really need anything else from you people? We got to, you know, we got to reset our core for 24. 
with Amy and TJ. I, it's 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 pretty good, but I don't think out of outside. He apparently was on his bed, whizzed out on vodka and edibles, and she thought he was dead when this whole thing broke. Please stop. <laughs> It's Please. another quality product from iHeartMedia, the people that are about to fire a shit ton of folks again just in time for Christmas. I Here's the list. Here's the list. Ready? <laughs> Ready. Norman Lear, Taylor Swift, Hannity yeah. the Enabler. You think Don has a uh, black woman problem? Oh, boy. Uh, George Santos cameos. Uh, dumbass Republicans in North Carolina and Mark Robinson. And uh, ah, for the good old days of an honest speaker of the house like Kevin McCarthy. <laughs> do that. Do that one first. Let's get to Kevin McCarthy first, like because the man. Right, so Kevin McCarthy said, to, "Yeah, he says um, I'm out after after the I got a year end or something like that." Yeah. Um, uh, there's no surprise there, but the guy who's now the speaker of the house. Mike Johnson, if possible, truly is significantly worse than Kevin McCarthy ever was. I mean, Kevin McCarthy was just a obsequious, little people-pleasing nothing who could morph and change into whatever you needed that hour. Yes, here you go. You want that? We can do it. He was probably lying, and he was, but he'd be moving on to the next lie. And, you know, he survived what, about seven months? Seven or eight months. Seven or eight months, and that was all she wrote. Yeah. So now this guy, Mike Johnson from Louisiana, is basically a uh, Christian nationalist wacko. Yeah. Who's also a liar. And he's a people pleaser, but the only people he wants to please, of course, is Donald Trump, that people, that person. That's all he's doing. It's the same. It's the same act. And he got caught on Tuesday when he stood up there and uh, under the guise of public service to the United States of America so that uh, we, the citizenry, can find out the real truth about what happened on January 6th, the uh, greatest tourist visit ever gone wrong, by releasing the rest of the video, or as everyone calls them, tapes. <laughs> Sorry. Can't help tapes. it. Can't help it. Can't help it. I can't, can't, I can't be stop are they using quarter inch or three quarter or going with beta? What, what, what are they doing there? Brit, it's that old two inch, <laughs> that old that, on the big Ampex players. Remember now, the, are you sure it's not a kinescope? Cause they, I think they're going with a kinescope these days. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's going to put them all, put all the, the video out there so that, uh, Americans can see just what a peaceful moment it was in American history. And how, you know, Americans are not going to be swayed by this quote-unquote narrative that's been out there about that day. Yeah. That's what he said. 
Well, but there was one problem, I understand, with releasing the footage. Right. When he said that they were going to cloud up the faces of uh, people under the guise of, well, the last thing you would want is for some people who haven't been identified and or arrested yet to be identified, say, by members of the public. And we've read numerous different stories of people turning in their parents, turning in their children when they got recognized, when the police or the FBI couldn't figure out who was on there. So because, of course, Donald Trump has pledged to, well, pardon all the quote-unquote hostages who are in prison right now because of what occurred on January 6th, Mike Johnson is doing us a public service and making sure that the jails aren't quite as overcrowded with uh, fewer people still being able to be identified. So he walked it back today in the form of, that's right, a lie. Well, you you don't want those people to get caught because I think uh, he refers to them as uh, voters. Yeah, you don't want those people (laughs) might might need those guys next year for the election. So his spokesman is this guy, Raj Shah. Ever seen this guy? He's been around. He was part of Trump's. Yeah, I don't think I've seen this guy. Yeah, I haven't been paying that close attention. So he he says that the reason they want to blur these faces is they want to protect them from non-governmental actors. In other words, this wasn't to protect these people who assaulted police officers. Yeah. All the things we know that happened from being subject to justice. He's worried that uh, somebody watching who doesn't even know them will identify them and hurt them. That's what they're worried about. Like maybe drive to their house in San Francisco, take them hostage and hit them with a hammer. Right. Something like that, like uh, an yep. elderly person or something of that nature. And then maybe the person who was the victim will be made fun of for like a year or something like that. Right. So I don't consider that a walk back. I just consider that bullshit. Well, it's it's hilarious. You already, and you already said it. It's too late. You're it, well. It's it's it. it, it's funny because they've been all. We're, you know, we get in there. We're, we're gonna re, we're gonna release this footage. We're gonna release this. You just wait. And then all of a sudden they start going. Oh shit! That's we could get more of our voters arrested. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Time out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah wait, but, way to think ahead there. We got to put the brakes on. We do want the American people to see the real story. And by the way, the reason that the Democrats, when they were in charge, did not want it released because there were certain things that happened there about like how they got to safe places, how the Congress people were able to get away and not get killed. And they didn't want somebody who might be planning another insurrection to go, oh, we'll cut off access to this and we can murder some of these people. That's the reason the Democrats didn't want it released. Yeah. Um. I mean, he should resign right now, Johnson. He should just be, they should kick him, but that's not going to happen, I know. But this is just egregiously horrible. This um, is all about this is all about running interference for Trump. That's all everything is. That's well, all loving, they're doing. They're loving Johnson right now because he's going forward with the the impeachment inquiry and all of the bullshit. They they love and, all that and, stuff. And on whose behalf is that? Well, no, there's no it's question. I mean, it's all everything is for the, the service of Donald yeah, John. Trump. You know, Joe, Joe Biden got impeached and Trump got impeached. So well, I guess that's equal. That's equal. They're the same. They talk, 
Let's talk about something else. <laughs> They're the same. <laughs> All right. Mike Johnson. All right. Norman Lear, Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Uh, I noted today that Norman Lear, whose you know, professional record is just it's unassailable, and because he made it to 101 and was uh, still working, I'm I'm pretty sure no one's gonna no one's gonna beat that record. Henry Kissinger wanted to be around to 102, but he didn't quite make it last week. Um, and in 2017, Norman Lear refused to accept an award from Donald Trump. <laughs> Trump wanted to uh, honor him. Some White House bullshit. Ken I think he was a Kennedy Center thing, and he decided, "I'm not going." Right. I'm. I'm. I'm not going. Right. Uh, good for him. Good for him. Good for Norman Lear. Um, he would. He boycotted the reception at the White House to protest against the president. So he was at the Kennedy Center and was honored on stage in 2017. But you know how the president always has the people at the White House. Biden just did that the other day with uh, Barry Gibb and uh, Queen Queen Latifah. And um, so Norm, good for him. Good, good for Norman Lear. People for the American way, right? That was his. Yeah, well, yeah, and I think he, I think he made a couple TV shows. I can't remember. <laughs> well, yeah, one of those. <laughs> you know, he he made a movie. This is before All in the Family. It must have been nineteen sixty nine or seventy, called Cold Turkey. Have you ever seen this one? I don't know this movie. No. This is where an entire town quits smoking. Oh okay? God! Okay. And I, I must have been like, I guess I was 13 or 14. Um, and I thought it was a great movie. I think Dick Van Dyke is in that one, but I'm not sure. Um, so Norman Lear, of course, made you know, uh, uh, several really good movies in between the time he was a fantastic comedy writer. I don't know whether he was responsible for writing this line for uh, Jerry Lewis when he was with Dean Martin. Ah! I don't, I don't know. He wrote, yeah, he's, he, I think he copyrighted, he copyrighted that. Hello. Yeah. Hey, Dean. Hey, Dean. I think that was Norman Lewis. If you, I mean, if you think about it, um, the power that that guy had, particularly during the mid seventies, after he was just a hit making machine and he goes to CBS and goes, I want to put these black people in the ghetto and make a show of it. <laughs> and you would think that the executives would go, no, we're not doing anything like that. And it's going to be about their struggles and there's going to be drugs and gangs and, and any network executive would go, no, we're not, but it's him. And he's a hit maker. And they go, yeah, of course, of course. We're, Good times is absolutely going to be a show. And it's going, we're going to put it on this network. We're going to put it on a prime time and it's going to be a huge hit. There was, there was stuff in that yeah, show. I, 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 it's unforgivable. It's unforgivable that that show gave us Jimmy Walker, who, <laughs> This year, apparently, was not on the list of people to try to hawk Medicare Advantage plans. <laughs> I think he's, isn't he dead? Didn't, hasn't, hasn't Jimmy left us? Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy J. No, no, he's still around. Still with us? Still with us? He's, I know that was one around. of that was one of Letterman's first jobs really? when he moved to California. Was he jokes for Jimmy Walker? 
buddies. There were there was stuff in that show. You know, when I was a kid, I'm watching that show. I'm living in in a small rural community in Western North Carolina. I didn't we I, like the closest black person was ten miles away. I had no idea about the ghetto and uh you know public housing. I didn't know anything about this shit. And I'm not saying it was a master course in it, but it was like an insight into a world I had no idea about. It was, and it was, you know, it was very, very interesting. And you look back on it now and you go, well, that's, you know, that's some pretty wild stuff. That was, that was very, the way that he introduced certain people to aspects of American life that they may not have been familiar with. That was pretty wild. It's pretty, it's a pretty cool way to do that. Well, the James Bond movies must've been a revelation to you too, because in your small town in North Carolina, (laughs) there really wasn't a lot of international intrigue and uh, spying going on. Right. And and the hot women we weren't related to. It was very, I mean, that whole thing was way foreign to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're going to, you're going to connect that to Taylor Swift. No. Oh, because Taylor Swift has been named the time magazine person of the year. Yeah. 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 Greatest, and it's the greatest year I, entertainers I, ever had. I know, I know, but but I'm I'm completely over reacting to whoever time picks. I'm completely yeah. over. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say that the relevance of Time Magazine is. Oh, how should we say? Not what it used to be. <laughs> yeah, where can I go like to everything. get? Where can I go to get a Time Magazine? The same place I can go to get this tape I'm using to tape segments. Yeah. Um. But I, th- you know, who I thought was going to get it, and I, you know, and this is, if you go back over, I guess they've been doing this for since 1927, right? Charles Lindbergh was the uh, first Time Magazine. It was just man of the year then because women didn't do shit in this country. They, they don't count. Women didn't right. count. And we let, you know what? They, we, we said women are never going to have control of their bodies. And they did. Damn right. Damn straight. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's, when you look back at the list and then people go, oh, I, I did, he did, they did Hitler and they did Stalin and the Ayatollah. What's that? What's that all about? And of course, then you read. That it's the person who had the most influence or whatever on, on the world, blah, blah, blah. Um, I think the mistake with Taylor Swift is that no matter what, in terms of success she's had, um, to say that she's an actual influence on the world. I would think, and I'm going to go with the dark side now. Okay. I'm surprised. Yeah. I would go with a guy who I don't even know his name. And I know that Israel is trying to track his ass down right now, but I would say whoever is the head of Hamas. He's your person person of the year. year. That's your person of the year because that person has, if not the potential, but has already fulfilled the idea of having the most influence on the world because at so many Thanksgiving tables and at so many college campuses and being discussed around the world with tens and hundreds of thousands of people protesting back and forth, it's because of Hamas and this guy who gave the go-ahead on October 7th for 
the horrible, horrible war crimes and raids on civilian Israel. Um, and it's kind of hard to have that guy and Taylor Swift in the same discussion. I mean, I, I get that. And I don't want to lean back on the, oh, they're just trying to sell magazines. Well, but aren't they, uh, aren't they digging out from naming Hitler like man of the year 80 years ago or something? No, they're not digging out from it because they were correct. He had a major influence on the world. He still does. In fact, we've got his spawn this close to becoming president of the United States again. So maybe Hitler should have been man of the year this year. The gift that keeps oh. on giving, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I also find, I'm just going to say this, I, I think it's pretty hard to work up a good lather about Taylor Swift in terms of hating her. I think that's, re it's really, it's not about, yeah, it's not about I, hate. I, for those people that are all, you, what you don't like is the coverage, et cetera. And by the way, for those of you that are upset that she's ruining your football, I think the most she's been shown in a game, a three hour game is 90 seconds. So if you can't deal with that, please see your doctor. So that doesn't even come close to the uh, six hours that Jack Nicholson was seen during <laughs> Lakers games it's in the 70s and 80s. I, I so love football. I like watching football. As it turns out, Taylor Swift hasn't ruined any of my football experience this year. <laughs> she really hasn't. I've been able to enjoy the games or not enjoy the games or bet on the games or do whatever I do. Now, I, I will say this. Had Time Magazine gone to the dark side, and named Michigan football coach Jim Harbaugh <laughs> person of the year, then, then I would be outraged and cancel my subscription <laughs> that I don't have. Now, how are you on the Florida State outrage at being left out of the college football playoff? Are you? We've had several days now because uh, now this does kind of kind of work its way into our content because uh, you know DeSantis is going to sue. DeSantis is well, going to start a law. The answer is no, he's not. That was nothing. Okay. No, he's not. He's not suing. Who is he suing? And um, when is he suing? The answer is not now. And uh, you're going to sue a year for, you know, it takes a long time for things to wind through the courts. So he, I mean, the, the pathology of him announcing that he's going to set aside a million dollars of taxpayer money to defend the great honor. Right. Of the Florida State Seminoles, who, by the way, have uh, kind of a dirty little past themselves in know. several different areas. No, no, I don't know what you're talking that. about. I don't know what you're talking about. I have no idea. I don't remember the 90s at all. Right. Right. If Bobby oh, yeah. Bowden was still not dead. <laughs> but I just find this it is, funny. That, 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 is, that, that is the move of a floundering campaign. Would you? Well, they. I think... I think Senator Scott immediately started broaching the idea of, oh, yeah, lawsuit. And then to send, yeah, 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 I'm the governor. Yeah, lawsuit. And then it was just, at that point, you knew it was it was not serious anyway. Well, if, if that were to actually occur and some kind of judgment was made by a judge somewhere, of course, it would be a Florida judge, right? A Trump judge who would... Uh, uh, somehow be able to overrule the college football playoff system because this is not even an NCAA thing, right? The college no, football no. playoff thing is a separate. It's something they've opted into. Entity. It's a corporation right. of its own, and they've agreed to a that's certain right. set of rules, and that's it. That's right. So, in other words, it's kind of a private 
entity, isn't it? It is very much. And, and so Republicans who, of course, uh, stand behind the right of uh, businesses to run their businesses without interference from government with the least amount of regulation. Oh, except in this case. Okay. Come on. <laughs> I mean, it's just, to me, it's yeah, the, that part. Yeah, and I get out of here. If, no I'm being, if I'm being a hundred percent, um, you know, honest and I'm wearing my Florida state hat today, as it turns out. Yeah. It looks from here. Like they got screwed. I don't think the remedy is to bring down the force of government on this thing. I don't really think that that's a thing. <laughs> I wonder, you might want to think about that bucko. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, and I don't know. I'd like to see Donald Trump do one of his uh, rallies in Florida and talk about shooting the members of the college football committee that decided this. That's that's what I'd like to see because he's always ramping it up. I don't know if he would say that, but just to to see him wade into something about which he knows nothing about, we're going to destroy him. Everything, right? Day one, we're going to murder the college football committee. Such nasty people, right? Right. I mean, I think it's it's great. How did? Uh, by the way, did you did you watch the uh, town hall with Hannity? Because I know you like torturing yourself. Um, or did the no, doctor I, say? Did the doctor say your white blood count, your white cell count, could actually go down by watching Donald Trump? Yeah, just I don't, don't, I don't you should watch any, him. <laughs> I don't. I don't need anything to to interfere. Let me just read the transcript here. Yeah. In case you haven't uh, heard. All right. So Hannity asks Trump the uh, equivalent, according to uh, a great, great writer, Philip Bump of the Washington Post, the functional equivalent of a rookie cop's question to a criminal, which is, so when are you going to commit the crime? And of course, (laughs) the criminal would never admit that they're going to commit the crime. It doesn't, doesn't work that way. Uh, the media has been focused on this and attacking you yeah. under no circumstances. Uh, you are promising America tonight you would never abuse power as retribution against anybody. Of course, the context of that question is for the last week, the liberal media is obsessed with this dictator thing. Under no circumstances, you are promising America tonight you would never abuse power as retribution against anybody, even though, of course, Trump has promised he would constantly over the last week or so. Trump's reply, except on day one. (laughs) This is a group of people in in Iowa where they did this. And, of course, someone in the audience goes, yeah, day one. Hannity says, meaning? Meaning what? I want to close the border, and I want to drill, drill, drill. Hannity then says, the the audience is cheering, and Hannity says, that's not retribution. I love this guy. He says, you're not going to be a dictator, are you? I say, no, 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 other than day one. Isn't this, um, isn't the whole thing just to make the whole idea of them having um, one of these town halls just to make good because Donald got butthurt because Newsom and DeSantis were on last week? Isn't that what this is? It. It, it doesn't matter. No one will ever remember those. But uh, I remember all of the disgust that Sean Hannity has engendered in me over the years. And you can just add this one to the list. Because remember what's going on here. 
Mrs. Hannity as the midwife, as the, the middleman here, trying to soften and turn into a joke everything that Trump is saying, not even in code anymore, about his intentions and the people that he would hire as they vet the worst of the worst to uh, carry out Donald Trump's retribution, threats, and promise to dismantle the entire federal government in service to him as he gets himself off the hook for as many prosecutions as there are, and jails and destroys anyone who ever didn't support him. And this is an attempt to smooth that over, which is the setup for the full 180 projection turnaround. I'm not the threat to democracy. Joe Biden is the threat to democracy, which is why I have to take action against him. This is Trump on day one, because he is the one who has sicked his Justice Department on so many thousands of innocent people who I must pardon, and I myself must free myself from the tyranny of the dictator, Joe Biden. That's where they're going. If they're not hiding it, it's there. They're already printing up hats and bumper stickers and signs, Brandon the dictator, the whole thing. Uh, and doing this on, on Fox the night before uh, the four people who are uh, still left standing, what it's Chris Christie, Vivek Ramaswamy, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley. and uh, DeSantis. DeSantis. Dumps for us. And Tim Scott's girlfriend. She's still in. <laughs> Tim Scott's girlfriend is in. Tim Scott out. Right? Yeah, he's out. Yeah, she stayed. You're right. The guy from North Dakota, he went back to North Dakota. Right. The uh, the the rumor, by the way, is that she, the Tim Scott's alleged girlfriend, had to sign lots and lots of NDAs. Lots of very very detailed NDAs. Well, that's 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 true because in a normal world, <laughs> there would be interviews with her, wouldn't there, Britt? Correct. There'd be a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of interviews. A lot of lot of NDAs being signed. Uh, as as it stands now, eleven months before the election, do you have any new thoughts about how Donald Trump's chances are of winning the presidency? I I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm with you. Hope 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 springs eternal here. The pressure is growing, and but when you see the cases that are going to be made against him in public. And the infuriating part of this is that on uh, Tuesday night, the Fox audience was subject to this 100% whitewash of January 6th, Trump's intentions in a second term, uh, his unquestioned and still unrecalcitrant, I guess it's recalcitrant uh, uh, attitude about the 2020 election. And I'm past going, well, did he believe it or didn't believe it? Um, but the white Fox is, is back in, in town with Donald. Okay. Yeah. They're back in there because uh, they, that's what their audience demands. Um, 
And the game that they're going to be playing when the trials start, the first one is in March, right? That's that's uh, the Washington, D.C. Uh, insurrection trial, right? That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, and they will be given the barest of backs. They will... The coverage will be minimal, and it'll be, again, turned upside down. It'll be liberals' meltdown over so-and-so's testimony. And they won't tell you what the testimony is, right? That's how that works. Well, um, and, and this is the other thing is you have a number of people who go, God, I just, I just wish he would get off the 2020 election stuff and get on with the policy. And But first of all, they don't – Fox doesn't want him to ever move off of that. And a lot of his voters don't want him to move off of that. No, I think you got it wrong. It's, it, we want him to move off the 2020 election and, and start complaining about the 2024 election, now, which he's <laughs> pre, already doing. So uh, right. may, we, may right. we this segue into the great controversy of yesterday, which was that Joe Biden reportedly said, I don't even know if I'd be running if Donald Trump wasn't my opponent. If Donald Trump wasn't running, yeah. I don't even know. And and I he thought, immediately. I thought that would get more. Yeah, I thought that would get more. Well, immediately oh my God, there was. I can't believe he said it. There's there was a shit story. Oh, you got to walk that back. Oh, that's that's outrageous. Oh, there's nothing the, to walk back. Why why is that? It's bad? true. Why why is that a bad thing to say publicly we, out loud? I don't understand wait, wait, that. Right. Well, this is the famous Michael Kinsley definition of a gaffe. A gaffe is when someone accidentally tells the truth. Uh, Joe Biden being a human gaffe machine, right. that's fine. But in this case, we've all known that the reason that Joe Biden didn't say two months ago or six months ago, I'm out, I did what I needed to do, I prevented the country from falling into the hands of Trump, is because he believes, I believe, that the country could fall into the hands of Trump running against anyone except him. Plus, we have the Kamala Harris issue, which is if he were to step away and then not support her, well, we already have the, uh, I, I don't want to drill down into black support, Hispanic support, blah, blah, but if he were to not endorse her and say, well, I'm going to step aside and let the process play out, whatever that process is, then here we go. All you need is X number of percent of black people to sit at home because they're mad that Kamala Harris isn't the presumptive nominee in the wake of Joe Biden leaving. So he's got that working against him too in terms of of stepping down. But uh, I think we've said this. Other people have said it. I don't care if Joe Biden dropped dead on January 22nd, 2025, if he was the new president yeah. and he had beaten Donald Trump, right? I mean, Joe, we love you. We've had, you had a nice long life. But you did what you needed um, to do. And, and <laughs> your you did, last you act. Did, you did your duty to America. You did your, your, your duty to your America. Your last act was protecting our democracy. So God bless you. Right. And there's, there's no way to road test whether... Uh, a younger Democratic governor, and you know who they are, uh, if they were suddenly the nominee, which isn't going to happen, so you can't even have the discussion, would fare better uh, against Trump. 
but this is this is the the silliness of it is like the the media coverage the inside the beltway whatever cliche you want to use that the, the reporter well that's a, that's a tough one he's gonna to have to live that one down i can't believe that he said he's only running because no. trump is running. <laughs> I, I, I by the way you know what you know what i can't think of a better reason i can't either for joe biden well you gotta walk that it's back all the oh we gotta get the comm team on the line we gotta have a strategy he's gotta walk that no no he doesn't he said what he said and i'm okay with it it doesn't that doesn't lose him a vote it might gain him a couple of votes. I don't think that's a bad thing. I really, I, I refuse to see what's bad about that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of black voters, uh, and you probably saw some of the, uh, some of the strategy that the prosecutor Jack Smith is going to use against Trump in the Washington uh, case. But here's the headline on this one. Donald Trump's repeated attacks on mother and daughter could be his undoing. And, of course, we're talking about Ruby Freeman and uh, Shay Moss, the two black women, who were falsely accused of using suitcases of ballots to, uh, to vote for Joe Biden in the Atlanta Voting Center during the 2020 election. And... Trump didn't just attack them then. He is still attacking them now. Unbelievable. He continues to do so. And there's every reason to believe that, and this would probably apply to the Georgia case, right? Right. That that's going to be allowed in. They're going to allow the fact that not only did Donald Trump and his minions falsely accuse these women and truly ruin their lives. And you've seen the the video of them. Oh, it's they can't go out. They can't go to a grocery store. Wonder why that is. Yeah. Wonder why that is. Um, so he continues to to go after them even now, and that's where you know the hope springs eternal for us, where. Everything has its moment. Everything has its day. The law of diminishing returns has to set in at some point. It doesn't seem like it has, but I think it has been. And remember the uh, the silent Trump vote of 2016? People didn't want to admit that they were voting for Trump because Hillary was going to win. So why, right? And it turned out that he got just enough votes in enough places to, to sneak but over in the election. He didn't, he didn't have a majority of Americans who voted voting for him, though. Right. He won because right. of the Electoral College, period, full stop. Right, right. Um, why would there not be a silent not vote for Trump contingent of Republicans out there well, or whom, you know, you're not allowed in polite Republican company to say you've given up on Trump. Not allowed to, right? Right. I mean, that, right. That gets you. That gets you kicked out of the VA or wherever you go with your with your boys. But the weight of the evidence, the weight of ninety one felony charges, the weight of all that wants to have penetrated through to a lot of people, and they may not be admitting it, and we may see the uh, the idiots who Jordan Klepper interviews for the for the Daily Show or uh, 
uh, Donio, whatever the fuck his name is on CNN interviews, these morons who are at the rallies. And we take them as representative of all Republicans. And I don't want to place my faith in the fact that if you're still a Republican, you actually really do know what's going on. But there have to be some of them. There have to be some of them. And, and you know, it's not as if Trump has majority support, I think, even in Iowa. I think when you added up all the other candidates, you know, Trump barely cracked 35 or 40 percent again, just like in 2016. So that's a good thing for Joe Biden. That's a good thing for Joe mm-hmm. Biden. And if it's going to get down to a pissing match over who's going to be the dictator and who is anti-democratic and who is trying to run uh, everyone's life from beginning to end with a bureaucratic, autocratic suck-ups to not the Constitution, but the president of the United States, Donald J. Trump. I don't think Trump's going to win that. I don't think Trump's going to win that. Um, but uh, all these third-party ideas, you know, no labels, uh, Liz Cheney, Cornell West, Marianne Williams. If, if votes get split in some of these battleground states, of which we're in one, and it allows Trump to sneak over the line, that would be beyond tragic. Wouldn't that would yeah. be beyond tragic? I agree. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about uh, North Carolina Republicans? Yeah, here we go. I, I know we, I know we, we, we probably shouldn't do this, but it's uh, it's polling time. Polling time. Here we go. Uh, Mark Robinson, a demagogue, a racist, a liar an unqualified goofball who is the lieutenant governor, Republican lieutenant governor of North Carolina, has uh, 34% of Republican primary voters. He had 40%. Yeah. Recently. So that's uh, in the East Carolina University poll. And 49% of people say they're still undecided. That's a huge number. That is huge. And you have to win more than 30% of the total vote in the primary. If you don't, then it goes to a runoff between first and second place. But again, if this doesn't sound familiar, then you're not paying attention. It's like with Trump because the uh, people behind him, uh, Dale Falwell and this guy, Graham, whoever the fuck he is, Bill Graham, you know, they, you, you know, you still have not seen. You still have not seen I've the. Seen, the bill. Yes, I've seen the commercial. Okay. Of course, I've seen the commercial. Okay. Do, I still do don't know who he is. I still don't know who he is. It doesn't matter. Does it? Does it? I occur to you? He's it, a TV it, guy. Yeah. Hang on. Does it occur to you that you're watching a guy forming a lynching party as you're watching these commercials? <laughs> does that does that occur to you as you're looking at these commercials? Because Bill Graham is unapologetically saying he's going to put these people in jail or in the ground, and you know who yeah. these people are. Yeah. This is this is classic Nixon law and order. Law law and order to the Nixon fans was always we're going to keep these Negroes and these hippies in line. That's what that's what that meant back in Nixon's day, correct? Yeah. And that's what this guy is doing. And I I again, Bill Graham has not been in the race that long. A lot of people are not paying attention. I believe he will surpass Mark Robinson because the Republican voters, once again, are going to look at this and go, 
this guy, Graham, he does all the shit that this guy does, except he's white. Well, I'll take that. That's what I want. That's my product on the shelf. I'm going to go ahead and put that in the card. So, so far, he, he ain't hitting. He's got 8%. Well, but again, not uh, not a lot of people are, as we've talked about, not a lot of people are paying attention. They may see yeah. this stuff. They may not be aware of what Mark Robinson really is. Uh, he's the name brand. And then they may go, well, you know, Bill, Bill Graham, he's just as racist and awful and homophobic and, and transphobic as Mark Robinson, but yeah, he's, he's Caucasian. So as, as time seeps on, I think eventually, yeah, he's got, you know, he's got a problem right now and he's yeah, got a problem with crazy. you because he's got a problem with you because you're fast forwarding through this commercials on but Jeopardy Brett, and you're not seeing the great yeah, ad. We, we know the Democrats are the real racists. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Josh Stein, well-known racist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, and I, you know, it, it is early and. It is true, especially when you see that number, 49% of people just, they're clueless. That's because they're not tuned in. They're, oh, they're really not tuned in. Most of them are, uh, uh, well, they're either very depressed about their basketball team not playing well or, or, or something. They're still pissed so, off about Florida State not making the playoffs. Oh, yeah. 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 Our Florida State in our ACC, Britt. Or that you damn know, Taylor Swift, that damn Taylor Swift fucking up my football game last weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what people are paying. Well, I mean, there's you know they always do those polls. Like most people are not aware of who their senators are. They couldn't name their representative. I mean, how many people even know who the governor is currently in North Carolina? You know, the, the, uh, I know a lot of Republicans. Guy, is, is that guy? He's that guy. I know a lot of pre- Republicans know who he is because they wanted to cuss him. I want to know who I'm cussing. Well, see, that Roy Roy if, Cooper. If we- if we had more tornadoes, if we had more hurricanes, if we had more giant snowstorms, we'd see our governor on TV more. Right. Right. Hey, let, me, but, let, me, let me ask you a, a very serious question. The, the wave of anti-Semitism that we're seeing that's descending across the United States, it's been building up for a number of years. Strangely. I'm against it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was, I was curious if you would denounce it. We, we have a guy who's going to be the Democratic nominee, whose name is Josh Stein, and he would be our first Jewish governor. Do you think any of that plays its way into this race, either subtly uh, in, in the background or at all? Do you think that that's got any, going to have any effect, effect on the governor's race in 2024 in North Carolina? Well, that's, boy, that's pretty hard to measure. Yeah, it is. And you couldn't, you couldn't pull that no. because people will lie about They won't talk about like it. They will, what are they going to say? No, I'm yeah. not going to vote for Josh Stein because he's Jewish. I'd rather have a racist black Nazi guy. Yeah, that's that's my boy. Yeah, if Mark Robinson was the was the opponent, you know, it's very possible. I think it's very possible that you could have a full turnaround, and it really could help someone like like Josh Stein. Uh, I get I don't a- think. Something comes into my mind as a North Carolina native that there'll be certain people go, you know, I'm not, I'm not anti-Semitic, but I just think if we put this guy in the governor's mansion, it could make North Carolina more viable to be a, a terrorist target. I, I feel like there's going to be oh, some good that, one. Oh, yeah. I, I like the way you think. Yeah. yeah I, I, there's going to be some like, I, I'd like, you know, I could, I could consider him, but I, I just think it's going to, I just think it's going to make us a target. That That's the lamest excuse for not exactly. voting for in the history 
lame excuses. Um, you know, he's got a long public track record, and it's a pretty good one. Yeah, it is. So uh, this is the this I'm, is the Trump I'm Biden decision. This is the Trump Biden decision, except the guy who's the Democrat's not old. <laughs> this this is what this is. That's that's what you have. You have the guy over here is completely one hundred percent Trump. The other guy over here is completely like someone who wants to govern and has reason in his brain and isn't trying to exact revenge on half of the population. That's what you have in North Carolina as you have nationally. That's a tough choice. <laughs> what do we do? 